Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Cynic Blast Stakes Day. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, and Lockie Taylor teaming up to record episode 112 of The One One, your West Australian racing podcast. It is 11.30 a.m. on Thursday, the 27th of January. Geraldton, Crayfish Coast in action today. Ascot and Ladies Bracelet Day down in Albany on Saturday. And then we've got the Bunbury at Pinjarra meeting on Sunday, which is featuring the Breeders Classic. So there's a bit of racing to get stuck into over the next few days. Plenty happening. All right. Stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market. City meets, get out, stakes, competition, and uh, champs and challenger. Got Toby done against a mystery opponent, someone someone he knows quite mm. well uh, for this week's uh, mastermind. So stay tuned for that. BJ. How, how did the episode one of the Betfair Edge go last week? Terry? Good, yeah. Oh, no, it was a shocker, actually. <laughs> Absolute shocker. We recorded on a Friday. I didn't know when they were going to run. Like, it was a oh, lot yeah, of, of course. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of confusion in it. Uh, we got Roy on. I hadn't had Roy Rogers on before, and we got Roy on. Roy was a, it was a good chat, but it was meant to, the interview's meant to go for like 11 minutes. Then we looked, it was 17, and then we grabbed Cripper on, and Cripp didn't really have anything he liked, so we just chewed the fat, and that was meant to go for six, and it was 13. Next thing you know, the preview could only go for five. Oh, it was just a lot of confusion, but backfiring tomorrow. They'll definitely run Saturday, won't they, Locke? Well, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. 80% chance, I reckon. All right, so look, uh, download the app, SEN app, and uh, tune into the Guru on the Betfair Edge if you get an opportunity. All right, let's move forward on to the preview for Sydney Blast Stakes Day. The rail is out in the six-metre position, Terry. Yeah, it certainly is. And as we discussed in our uh, wish list before, um, we miss the three-metre pad. So we go from true to six. I, it's very odd this occurs. It'd be nice to know why it's occurring. Obviously, they don't think, um, and as we were saying before as well, that the the inside pad was not good on um, was not good at all on Monday. So perhaps that extends out further. They're trying to protect a certain part of the pad. I'm not too sure. It doesn't bode well. It doesn't bode well for confidence. So don't go into this meeting thinking it's going to play in any particular way. And if you're not that enthused, my big advice: if you're not that excited about a price early and you're umming and ahhing whether you take it or wait for Betfair, perhaps, um, and especially if it's later in the day, just hold fire because you might. Uh, you might end up seeing something going, well, that makes no sense, or now it makes more sense. Okay. So the heat, 39-degree day at the moment is what they're forecasting. Has 38 uh, by race one, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, so they've allowed for uh, they've allowed for this with the starting times. So race one kicks off at 2.28 p.m., and it's the Seacore plate over the 1,000 metres for the three-year-olds. few familiar faces here who've been doing battle recently and um, a couple of first-uppers as well. Guru, rinse and repeat, isn't it? Yeah, Guru, what are your thoughts on uh, race one? The it's like a tag out of um, bopping blue and tag in of my baby blue, exactly, James, isn't it? Yeah. Same colours, same yeah. jockey, trainer, et cetera, et cetera. Same um, uh, racing style as well. Yeah, like, similarly, yeah. exactly right. I'm going to go for the, the new boy on the scene, new girl on the scene, I should say, uh, my baby blue Jean. Um, I think beads will be certainly very hard to beat. Uh, from the alley, it probably lands right behind either Polissier, who could kick through and lead, or my baby blue Jean. Um, could cross them and get to the fence. That's sort of uh, that'll be an interesting watch early. I think they'll be relatively aggressive with Polissier. I can't see why they'd be desperate to hand up, but uh, they should be your first two beads parks on them. Um, and I think that'll be your race. He's a sizzler. Was a little flat last start. The drop back to a thousand and the triple gear change. That to me is 
is a little bit of a worry when you go lugging a bit tongue-tied blinkers. Um, the 1,000 metres has in the past been a probably a touch short for, for him to get it done and especially coming off a little bit of a flat run. So I think the winner comes between those three. But I just think my baby Blue Jane could be a really nice filly. She hasn't got the weight um, that the others do and the others have earned, but I think she will earn that weight in time. So mm. before she earns that weight, I'm going to I'm gonna jump in and I've marked her a clear favourite. So um, I'm happy having something on my baby blue jean, but I'd want to see an aggressive ride. I, I thought his ride first up was pretty poor when he sort of, with a horse, he Didn't tried to be aggressive. Her, yeah. And then he, yeah. and Nucky was willing to hand up on Signorita Dorotea. First up, but um, yeah, Clint sort of then tried to restrain and then she fought him and um, yeah, the, the the win of Civvy Street yesterday really franks that last start victory as well. Civvy Street beat Probity and Arcadia Grace and forever dreaming. So um, yeah, I think my baby Blue Jean has some gears and um, that last win could have been a bigger win as well. He sat up with a fair way to go. I'm pretty sure when we had Adam Durant on that he flagged this as a horse of the future. Like, oh, did he? Yeah, uh, pretty sure. Oh, there you go. My baby well, the, money's, the money has come yeah. first and second up as well. Uh, um, do you just, it's a 12 back to 1,000? Yep. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah. Don't yeah. like the 12 back to 1,000. I loved what, how she just controled the speed yes. last start. And Will just, she be able to control the speed? On, that's the question is whether she can get across splits, yeah. Either get it if she doesn't get across. I hope that Pike's aggressive enough on Polisier so she can Which just travel smoothly in the breeze. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all about rhythm in that sense. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit on spec, but the fact we're doing this at just shy of midday and there's no odds up besides Brad and 365. So at around that $4, $4.50 mark, I'm I'm pretty happy to, to have something on um, on a day where I don't like a huge amount. Look, I've got a question for you before you give us your summary. He's a sizzler, got a very Awkward action, yeah. uh, throws a leg. He looked looked highly uncomfortable last start when Chris went for him. He just didn't want to didn't want to go. It looked like he was just sort of didn't want to stretch out on that particular occasion. And I see that they've gone for the lugging bit as well. Uh, but what can you tell us about? He's a sizzler from a yard point of view. He's one of the most interesting horses to observe. If you look at him side on, he is one of the best looking horses you'll just about ever see. He's big, he's strong, and has a wonderful temperament, but if you look at him from front on or from behind, you see that leg swing like something else you haven't seen before. You rarely see a horse walk like that and win two races and have the turn of foot he possesses because generally horses that walk like that just don't stand don't up. Don't stand up, yeah. Um, so for mine, when you combine that factor and I agree with Terry. I thought he was really plain last start. I just worried that it may have been an end of prep run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, when maybe he came went coke to... by the way from last week. Just remembered what was that? Which one was that? She's a sweet deal, and I gave you two chances. Creator prize miss. One of the two had to win. All oh, right, yeah. you did too. Yeah, that was unrelated to anything. It just <laughs> <laughs> give me that coke. Um, <laughs> I rarely uh, win them, so I thought I'd better enjoy one. Uh, yeah, so Lockie, what were your what was your breakdown of this one? Oh, I think beads would be awfully hard to beat. I think if he's a sizzler, Plissier first up, or my baby blue jean wins back to the thousand up in grade, I'm just happy to put my hand up and say those trainers and riders were too good. But beads is the horse that I think he's a thousand meter horse. He ticks all the boxes, and and Sean McGruddy has a knack of not allowing leaders to skip clear on him between the five hundred and the three hundred. So, ticks all the boxes, and I think he'll be pretty hard to beat. Yeah, beats for me as well for all the reasons that Lockie said. Very scared of my baby blue jean. That elevation and that that 
that I guess that benefit of race experience as she showed at Pinjarra the clock. I know that the was that Scalps of it? I don't know if it was Scalps of it or not, was it? The thirteenth? Anyway, the clock was good for twelve hundred at one ten in a maiden. So uh format of that has been strong. Even she it, she would have run the quickest last two if you wrote her out as well, yeah. which is really impressive considering Civvy Street took the sit with Pike on it and then obviously what Civvy Street's done yesterday. So Yeah, and even on debut ran third to Viamonte. Viamonte just ran into a really, really good horse in uh Spin the Knife last week or Monday now. So yep. what uh, price do you think my baby blue jean starts? Well, that's the, that's the thing. I find this difficult to do a preview without prices, as you know. So right mm. now, if, if beads was $6, I'd probably sit here tipping beads to say mm. that type of thing. I'm just looking at the prices we currently have. Um, my guess my guess is the money comes. Yeah, I was I had them pretty pretty closely marked. Beads my guess and is my baby comes. blue jean. Yeah, I had yeah. them almost. Brad went up 550. Yeah. So yeah. I'd absolutely go to town on that. Not that I'm, I'm 100% with you. I, I would probably mark my baby blue jean even money at $1,200. Uh, at twelve hundred dollars, at twelve hundred yeah. meters. Yeah, um, but the drop back to a thousand is definitely a concern. Yeah, yeah. So marginally prices. I, I was pretty close. I was like two eighty three twenty. Okay. Yeah. Beads yeah. on the drift for me. Yeah. If it yeah. gets out. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. And you get those opportunities too. Sometimes when a horse does go up under your price, it's it's a nice thing rather yeah. than considering it. You go, oh, I'm going to just highlight. It didn't win yesterday, but one might be. Um, Johnston Porter, uh, kick a goal, son. Went mm. up 220 type thing, and you go, oh, that's maybe, but just you just hold fire and then wobbles out to um, sort of three dollars, and, and you're pretty happy with that price. And you'll probably get a similar sort of option here if beads, which is now about 230, where I'm looking, Two, yep, it might, um, it very likely will wobble a little from that. I'd suggest, I agree. I think the money will be for uh, Terry my baby mm. blue, even gene. first missile yesterday was sort of like opened dollar ninety, got out on Betfair to over three dollars, yes. jumped Betfair to 20. Yeah, um, but yeah, the opportunities are there. Okay, race two is a tap touch West Speed Platinum Handicap 1000 meters. Uh, I'd say skip, but TK Layton's got a runner in this race. What's going on? Yeah, we got a got a got a got a live runner, you think, as well. Um, yeah, look, I think very similar to what we we're just talking about there. The drop from 1200 to a thousand for the way Halatorian's racing as well is a is a massive negative. But where's um, he get to? Yeah, that's the thing. Well, I, I want to go, I think we should just drop out back to last. Um, there's actually a race in seven days at Pinjaro over 1300 meters. And that's so Terry's basically <laughs> declaring to everyone that they're giving it a run. <laughs> no, we're definitely not giving it a run. No, 100. So this not. sounds like a prep run. To me. I, <laughs> I just don't like, for, especially the way we're running. He couldn't be bothered watching the trial. But what I will say is, this is a Barry Crocker, isn't it? Isn't this a yeah. shocker? Dark City's not going. Wins a lot is just not going, and it's back to a thousand. Garage days won a very weak. Uh, made and it's 1200 back to a thousand yep. requisition mr run being scratched like um alien from mars is first up for 124 days coming off a really nice performance albeit and express time should be it's the one that should yep. be suited 1200 back to a thousand but the 61 it'll it'll tell late the 61 especially if we get another one of these dodgy little rails so all i know is it's a very weak little race and um yeah i'm happy for the the pipe to be opened here lucky I yeah, no, I think you've hit the nail on the head. And in the end, if you had just to bad. give an on-top selection, now the price I don't think is there, but just knowing the wily character that Bobby Tarl is, first <laughs> up, no trial, I think that tells a story about Alien from Mars. And as I said, we don't get the price to find out, but... Oh, oh, five dollars. That's actually yeah. yeah I, well, I had a little bit of. I took a little bit of Brad Sixes this morning. Um, I didn't expect to have a bet in this race at all, but I just thought 
in a race with absolutely nothing, which one horse has probably got the sort of yeah, X factor at the you look at, do, you want to, do you really want to be on Express Time? Like, look at that's what I like. Look yeah. at the, all the other runners sort yeah, of in like Mars. Express order. Time three twenty, Alatorian three eighty, and then Alien from Mars five dollars. If you work on a process of elimination, it's yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah, I was five fifty Alatorian, uh, even Requisition. So you sort of say, yeah, who right. would you prefer? You you put them in a line. You got Garage Days, Alien from Mars, Requisition, all basically the same price. Requisition you know? was racing really well actually <laughs> prior to that. I did have a setback. It said future nomination in the scratching report. It wasn't suited yeah. going to the twelve hundred. Probably they can yeah. probably go the breeze with Requisition as well. Yeah, I'm Alien from Mars as well. I was five dollars Alien from Mars. You priced at five bucks. Yeah. Oh, five dollars the field. As oh, what was your favourite? Uh, um, Express time three eighty. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Price Hella. Five dollars. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, um, I'm I'm Alien from Mars. I think oh, I already like the booking of Chris Barnum as well. I know he's just coming back from a break. So, but yeah, he can just let it all unfold in front of him from four. Save this horse up. It's got a pretty sharp turn of foot. Alien mm. from Mars just needs galloping room. If it gets that, it can it can zap him. I reckon. 100% okay. Bobby Turrell? I think I've talked myself into backing this. <laughs> yeah, I know. You can just have – the thing is that if you're getting the five bucks, you can just have a little spec bet and be happy, you know, at that yeah. price. Not always you want to back each way because no. it's first up four months. could go horribly. Yeah. But you can have something on. Yeah. I think Halatorium would have been the way to go. Just was, It's either going to be last or breeze, isn't it, 1,200 back to – the way we're racing, I don't think 1,200 back to 1,000 or so. Okay. But I definitely think we can win. I haven't backed it at its last two, so Who, So just, just let listeners know, who's involved in this uh, The beast? tour. Well, I'll tell you what, we're getting on the we're gonna go down next week and celebrate back to back wins. Like a little four in a row. Could be four in a row. TK Layton, Brad McManus, uh, Chris got, Nelson. Yeah, Pete Anthonitz isn't in the race book yet as well. Pete Anthonitz is uh is is on board. Uh Tommy J, uh Cole Potters, the uh, and uh Tommy's brother. Is it Tommy's brother? B Johnston. Yeah, I think that's Tommy's brother as well. So yeah, no, good little uh Got a little bunch of battlers. Just why something it, for the Peter Silent. Pretty hasn't uh, it hasn't just transferred across yet. Okay. All right. Um yeah, no, I was agreed to buy this after too many beers and uh when it just looked like a a, a chaser. We're just gonna keep running places and I thought, oh, this is this isn't good for the lads. And, uh, <laughs> so to string a couple together, it's quite exciting times. And um tell you what, we found a nice little race, even though it's over the wrong trip. So. Nothing beats a winner. Have you backed it yet? No. And it win? No. I backed it. I had a big go at 20s and 4.50 a hole. And ran fourth. When we ran fourth, <laughs> beating 1.3. So that was uh, that was the day I thought we'd get some money out of it. So, yep. Anyway. The guru. Judging it well. Tell you what, with it, if, if you don't count Dig Deep, me punting my own horses is a horror show. All right. Race three is Imagine Women's Plate for two-year-olds over the 1,000 metres. Now, this is nightmarish considering that we can't get easy access to trial vision. So there is a workaround that you can use if you've got the time to do it on Vimeo, uh, if you know how the, the the code structure works of the, the title of the race name, you can do that, which is what I've I've been doing. But this trial vision setup is a debacle. I don't know what's going on there. Um, would like to get some info from the racing department to see when we're gonna have a resolution. Uh, however, Terry, did you bother with the with the trials or did you just skip this race? Looking at the horse's names for the first time now. Yep. BJ, take it away. <laughs> uh, you, you didn't have a look? <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. No. So. And it, I love two-year-olds. This, well. is, this, is a, Makes this, is, sad. this is a pretty thin race because we've got the Magic Millions next Saturday. So the quality is sort of raced. That was not a bad race. A few smart players here though. said let's lob one in yep. here and yep. All right. So Galaxy Affair is the only winner in the race. It was... Four eight the entire, and which was a good spot. Which is a good spot to be. On yeah, it was a very slow 
stop start sort of race and it was the only horse other than the second horse up limits who had that uninterrupted flow uh never and was able just to to sustain a rhythm there and galaxy affair won at 21 dollars, but it is a winner so you gotta you gotta respect that they uh did anyone catch the run of cruise to victory massive yeah that could be a taste. Where did also. it come from? Yeah. Mm. So I don't know what happened at the start there, but and then it just couldn't keep up early, and then all of a sudden it's just rattled from nowhere. But um, but yeah, from gate eleven on the five day backup, you imagine it's going to get back again and eleven to a thousand. Yeah, well. the way so, it raced, you'd probably think it probably went a little further. So that's um, that were the two sort of race horses and and that you could that you really want to focus on. But from Who the was un- her last winner in town from from the unrace, it was uh, purest. <laughs> Uh, I was always travelling on the winner that day too. <laughs> 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 All right, so from the trial brigade, if you've had an opportunity to watch the trial of Hang Glider at Albany on the 9th of January, very classy, moving horse, sort of was a half slow away, uh, moved um, forward under Chris Nick under its own steam, was never really let uh, let slide in the straight and cruised to a very comfortable win. So it's no surprise to see him open up the fixed odds favourite uh, this morning. However, he does have gate 10 to overcome. So um, he didn't ping the leads in trial. So does he go forward or does Sean just let him fall out and try to track into the race? Similar in a similar vein, um, fashion to what Galaxy Affair did last start where he might be able to race three and four deep on a very slowly slow run race and, and still win. But I'd like to see him get some cover and then move into the race. Uh, he was he was good. Lucky Sh- Sh- Shanso is scratched, so we don't have to worry about that. Playhouse Patron um, from the Bob McPherson Yard, unbeaten in trials, has shown a bit, got a bit of gate speed. It's going to, probably going to get its chance from gate two. Probably a bit of value at the $15, actually, Playhouse Patron. Spirit Sun led him on a trial. There's a couple of others here, but the one, there's a $200,000 yearling from the Dan Morton Yard, which looks like it's got some talent as well as work in progress. Uh, has gate nine to overcome, though. I quite like this, this filly. Thought the uh, debut trial was eye-catching, and there was a bit left in the tank in its second trial, work in progress. So for me, ended up with Hang Glider on top. Just hard, just looked like a horse. Just had a bit of size, a bit of presence. Covered the ground really well uh, from the Steve Wolf yard. He uh, can always find a two-rod and get them going. I think Hang Glider is the one to be. I think work in progress is value at the current prices. Was scratched from yesterday and saved for this. I think this written tycoon filly is going to be a nice horse in the making. So they're the two for me. Hang glider, first starter, and working progress, first starter. I think they're the two that I'm going to focus on. Very good. Race number four. Happy birthday, Karen Haynes, 50th birthday handicap. Yes, Lockie, mine's not far away too. You're going to go there. I was about to say Karen's yeah. actually an owner of ours. Oh, she's an owner of Which horse? Yes. What's her best? Surveillance? No, she's a, <laughs> she's a Zephyr Queen owner. Ah, okay. I think she might be in an, another one or two ladies' horses. Oh, wonderful. Well, happy 50th birthday to Karen. Uh, very thin old race here to discuss, lads. Uh, three live chances. Uh, Fanta will roll forward, probably leads maybe with JD and the Breeze. The rail's playing well. It'll be very, very hard to catch. Yeah. Felt its last run was huge. Trade War will go back to last. It's effectively got the widest gate with JD, the only horse drawn outside of it. Needs the card up again, but Jesus, some, there is going to be some crap between it and Fanta. Like you're going to have your Wackens, your Carabineer, all man. Sketter first up 1,400 off a month since the <laughs> trial. Never raced past 1,300. That's just Fred Kersley. Um, <laughs> Depara, well, just a bit of an odd sort of move. It just to me, that just says the horse is not working well. If you're going to not go for a sprint, 
journey first up. Um, so yeah, basically it comes down to I uh, can trade war catch Fanta. Kendall's me dad is flying. Yeah, just worry that it's three back the fence and and it's it's maybe a hard spot to win from three back the fence. But the current market, sort of two seventy two eighty. Yeah, very close to favoritism. Trade war Fanta and Kendall's me dad a clear third pick and daylight to fourth. No bet for me. Agree. Unless there's a massive bias. Exactly. I think it's a race you need to wait and see the way the track's playing. I think I was looking at this race last night and yesterday thinking this is going to be the typical race that Terry brings out the roadblocks. Yeah. And he didn't even do it. I couldn't believe it. Didn't didn't say the word. Yeah. But obviously Fanta looks like your leader. I don't think the 14's an issue whatsoever. And just the horses that will be around Fanta – You'd think Brad Parnham then knows that his brother is on the clear danger who is potentially out the back four, five, six lengths away and he'll be off and gone at the 500-metre mark. So whether trade war can reel in Fanta, I don't know. But, yeah, I'm happy to just wait and see Mm. and assess the prices. Mm. The trade war Fanta is almost an identical setup to the trade war Chevelle de Vaga, which we've seen the last two starts. So... But Fanta, geez, that was a big run, wasn't it? At Pinjar the day, so it was huge. So big, and the money came. They knew, oh, yeah. yeah. You got to remember, Fanta's top top line's pretty toppy. Yeah. So top rating, very yeah. It's yeah, it's very, got a good. Yeah. It's, yeah. And, it, and then if they can get it to improve from what Justin did, which you probably back Chris and Michael to do, yeah, it, it's going to be very hard to beat. Yeah, very hard to catch. But, well, um, what did you, did you frame a market? Oh, I had them both about three bucks. I wasn't too perturbed because yeah. they'd go up about that. If if one of them went up four fifty, I would have had a little go. Yep. Just take your Take your value, but uh, yeah, my uh, I'll be watching a good friend of mine, Anton, and his lovely partner Tyler uh, get married at about that very moment the race is on. So I uh, I'll leave that one to you guys. Congratulations to Anton and Tyler as well. Yes, congratulations, Anton and Tyler. Where's the wedding? Uh, Black Brewing in Yelling Up. No, oh, mm. very nice. Should be a day. Yes, you going to get turn me phone on afterwards, and I've got six more to pun on. I've Greeny with me. Are you going to get yourself in a romantic mood? Started oh, looking for I might, might have to dust off the old pants afterwards. You reckon? Eh? <laughs> I might have a little bit of a mark on the knee. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, like, don't think so. Sorry, Nick. What do you What do you think of the the, the vibe in the studio these days, Lucky? This is funny. <laughs> first thing, I, first thing I said to both of you oh, when I dear. walked in, I said, "God, you can tell this place has the influence of a woman now." Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah, he's not the, he's not stepping on export cans. <laughs> walks in the house these days. The dungeon vibes are gone. It's yeah. quite quite zenny now, isn't it? The pink decor. There's plants here. Yeah, there's plants. And they're, they're alive. <laughs> yeah, it's just just completely new energy, isn't it? New guru. Um, but yeah, trade war for me. But again, dictated too by the way that the tracks playing Fanta could easily roll forward and lead and kick and just their maths might just be against trade war again as it has been its last two. All right, so let's take a break. We've got a uh, big mastermind coming up sponsored by the Mundaring Hotel. So let's get into it. Okay, it is now time for the Mundaring Hotel's WA Racing Mastermind competition. First time today, BJ. Nailed it, Terry. That is correct, mate. Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. Our uh, guest, Lockie Taylor, certainly knows where the Mundaring is. He's only got 99 vouchers to spend <laughs> up there, so uh, he knows the place well. But if you uh, if you do get a chance, make sure you support our sponsor. Drop into the Mundaring Hotel. Have a chat to Ian Butchie O'Connor. Feed. Flutter, Froffies, 
family atmosphere, Butchie's big deck, it is all happening up there at the Mundaring. So let's, uh, we've got a mystery challenger today. Mm. So what we'll do is we'll bring back, we'll bring in our uh, multiple mastermind, the uh, very confident young fellow in Toby Dunn. Toby, welcome back to the 1-1. One -one. Hey boys, back again. Thanks for inviting me back. I was told I may not get the invite, so it's nice to get the call up. I voted no. So, <laughs> <laughs> so mate, uh, how's it going? You've won, what's it, two on the trot? Is it two? Oh, yeah, um, good. I've $200 worth of vouchers for the Mundaring. Try to make it $300 worth, $400 worth, and I'll be able to have a good night. Jeez, he knows how to add 100 continuously. <laughs> That's very impressive. Sounds like he can drink as well. Yes. <laughs> Needs $400 to have a good night. Believe it or not. Mate, you fell in over Crip last week. He was meant to be your gimme. So if we get someone uh, reasonable in, you, you're going to be cooked, aren't you? I, I think so. It was, a, it was a scare. Maybe the scare was what I needed. <laughs> very good, Toby. Hey, uh, now, we do have a mystery challenger. Uh, coming in to try to knock you off your perch, mate. So let's bring him in. Welcome back. One of the one one's favourite. It's the, it's probably the favourite son just about, isn't just he? Just about, isn't he? It's Pistol Pete Antonitz. Hello, Pete. G'day, guys. G'day, g'day. How are we? Very morning, well, Pete. Peter. Very well. We've uh, we, we've talked up the uh, master versus protege sort of. Uh, crack at some stage and we were going to wait till uh till number five to bring you on and try and knock him off if he was still alive but just heard enough of him he's, he's too confident he's too arrogant he's too happy we like to knock people down at the one one we don't want <laughs> happiness in this world we want a sad where, world where the world. dreams get crushed <laughs> but yes it is uh, a bit of uh Master uh, versus uh, protege with uh, Pete Antonitz and uh, his right-hand man, Toby Dunn, doing battle on this week's edition of the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. Both you gentlemen know how to play the game. Your names are your buzzers, and to be crowned this week's Mastermind, you'll need to be the first person to answer three questions correctly. Here we go. Okay. Challenger, are you ready? Look, I am ready, but at the same time, can I just point out that the only reason I'm the master is because I'm older than the <laughs> that's, that's the only reason I'm the master, yeah. Uh, uh, Jay, I think it's a little bit unfair. Uh, um, yes, I'm ready, really, sorry. Like, this is, uh, <laughs> no one likes this lovey-dovey stuff. No. <laughs> Jeez, he's on the back foot early, isn't he? Okay. I just feel bad that I can't do this as well as Pete, by the way. It feels it feels like I'm, I'm stealing his thunder here. Mastermind, are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready, but I would also say that I think Pete is definitely the master. <laughs> I've actually had enough. I genuinely have zero interest. Like, do you want to play against him? I've got absolutely no interest in this game. My God. Are you guys in bed like next to, to each other? The record. There's nothing. Are you guys in bed next to each other at the moment? Oh, Pete wouldn't let to come down to us. I tried to get him down, but a uh, seven-hour car ride. Oh, I can't do bloody that. Uh, he, he, his helicopter must have been in for repairs. <laughs> the, old, the old private jet. Anyway, three, two, one. Uh, who am I? I was the victor at 13 of my 17 career starts with my final race being in 2015. I only ever had the one jockey across all trials and races. After jumping at $1.65 on debut, 
I started my next 10 races at $1.35 or less, and I won them all. My first loss came when I ventured to Melbourne for the Group 1 Newmarket Stakes. Four Toby. Month- Toby. Toby. Um, Barrett Key. Oh, um, very good, young man. I thought there. Yeah, four months after my biggest success in the 2012 Winter Bottom Stakes, my trainer's son is currently on the podcast. <laughs> that was the giveaway. One. I was hoping we did, I I'm hoping we didn't come to that. I think Esther has helped me there because I was going to say Smoko, but Smoko. I got a little bit more from calling it and not getting hurt. So he's le- he learned from his uh, his uh, itchy trigger finger last week when he jumped in early. When so. did you get that lock? At what point? Uh, <laughs> after the f- only had one rider. No, yeah. I saw you go for the pen early. I saw you reach for the pen event. Real early, first or second. Yeah. Yeah. Toby's reached into the archive and uh, he's produced one nil. T done. Okay. Name the two West Australian sprinters that have won King stands at Royal Ascot. Hey, Toby. Pete. Pete. Phoenix Blast and Miss Andretti. Very good. Squares the ledger. One apiece. The crowd favourite lifts. Speaking of scenic, <laughs> speaking of scenic blast. This is a question, by the way. Yes, question. Next question. Speaking of scenic blast, how many countries did the globe trotting scenic blast race? Toby. Toby. Uh, four. Five. Oh, I thought he was done. Well done. It, Toby is correct. Well, wow. Uh, five is the answer. Scenic Blast race in Australia, the UK, Japan, Hong Kong, and the USA. So, T done. That was special. 2 1. Okay. Here we go. We've got a contest on our hands. Next question Name the Ganjimi brothers trained the now Ganjimi. Toby. Oh. Toby. Some of that? Incorrect. Pete. Pete gets the whole question. It's a tough one, though. Name the now Ganjimi Brothers trained sprinter that defeated Montalina in the 2020 Breeders' Classic at Bunbury. The now Ganjimi trained. Ooh, that's interesting. The Breeders' Classic at Bunbury. Which race was that? <laughs> um, that Three. would be... Three, two, one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hang on. Some thought. <laughs> no, the answer is money matters. <laughs> oh, I, would, oh, yeah, I wouldn't have got that many <laughs> yeah. years either. No, I was thinking some thought when, when, when it was... Only because that's a recent trainer change, but I knew some thought wouldn't have won at 13 or 1400, whatever it is. Money matters won a, uh, a Breeders. They also won a Hannans and a Roma Cup, I think. When the problem is they Roma. buy that many horses. You can't just narrow it down to one or two. Yeah. All right. Next question. Toby 2, Pete 1. What... So name the listed race. Amos seen us won over twelve hundred meters at Belmont last Toby, July. Toby. Toby. Um, H. G. Bolton. Oh, he's done it. I think, good. Pete, I think Pete had a bad line there. The Padawan. Oh, Pete's got a bloody bad line. I'm in Esperance. I've been yelling my name twice for every question. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've heard you. We just, we just don't listen the first time. Toby, he's got the money again. 3-1. Congratulations. That's three masterminds. That's $300 worth of vouchers. You're getting closer to that, (laughs) to enough. 
to have a decent uh, decent oh, time. Justin, I'll run out of fingers shortly. <laughs> Mate, congratulations. Very sharp. Go Digging deep into the archives. New, old questions. You have to applaud him. Well done, Toby. Good stuff. Thank you. And thank you, Pete, for trying your best. But... <laughs> Oh, well, actually, well, both well know, Toby. I was too busy celebrating last night after uh, having short talk as uh, one of my best of the year. So, uh, no short talk. It's, uh, it's it's hard living up the good life at the moment. So, uh, if anyone wants to see me, I'll be out and about this Friday having lunch and then uh, kicking on afterwards. So, um, I don't want to get too, too carried away with myself, but it's good not having a real job anymore. <laughs> Mastermind or not, Pete is still oh, one of our very favourites here at the one one. Pete, thanks a lot for uh, for jumping in late and uh, helping us out here at the one one and uh, having a crack at the mastermind. But as we all know, there can only be one winner, and this week it's Toby Dunn three straight. Toby, will we be able to find you next Thursday to uh, try and win a fourth straight mastermind? Of course, of course. Very good, I, I can't let the people down. I'm like Riverboy. I'd never let the people down. <laughs> Very good, Toby. Look forward to chatting to you next Thursday. Pete, always a pleasure. Thanks again, guys. Cheers, boys. Go well. Thanks, lads. That was pretty impressive, I thought. Yeah, I'm just trying to understand his final line, though. I'm like Riverboy. I'm going to let the team down. <laughs> Is that a joke? <laughs> Riverboy? Come on, Toby. I don't know who beats him, though. <laughs> Yes, so we're gonna to have to <sighs> do some to do, do some digging. So we need to get someone for. Uh, he travels well. Well, the fact that he was able to get the uh, the, the scenic blast question. How old's Toby? Is he twenty one yet? Twenty. Uh, he looks about, about. I'd say he's about twenty. Yeah. yeah. So that when did you say Barakey Bar- finished racing? Two thousand and fifteen. Yeah. That's a, so he would have only been a young fellow when that happened and he knew the scenic blast stuff. So, yeah, good on him. And the the five countries, that was That was uh, good. That, that, was, that yeah. was a good yeah, That was mastermind worthy for sure. All three of us had to use our heads to put that together. <laughs> thinking, oh, this yeah. will stop them for we sure. We use our, he- our heads and our fingers to count. Because <laughs> <laughs> five minutes to come up with that question. Well, and he, got it he did. Within seconds. He did. That's good stuff. Uh, so next week he'll be going for four straight on the, the Mundaring Hotel Tabo Racing Mastermind, but we better get back to this preview. Before we move on to race five, just let the listeners know if you hear any banging and crashing uh, coming through the mics, the uh, the Perth Racing Guru is getting some his air conditioning f- fixed for the uh, for Studio One One here at One One HQ. So um, apologies if you any get any banging and crashing coming through the mics, but uh, we're going to press on with this preview regardless and try and knock it out of the park and find a few more winners. So we're moving on to race. Five, it's the happy 80th birthday Margie handicap. Graduation over the 1,600 metres. Lockie Taylor going to bring you in on this one. Thoughts? It's an interesting race. I don't is. mind one here, but first question and first initial thoughts in regards to the race is who leads and who are the other horses that are on speed? Yeah, I, that was the first thing that came to mind when I was – started this race just have a quick scan I was like okay so who's going to lead so there are horses who can lead but prefer not, not to, to. Yeah. so I ended up thinking they might roll forward Jerry Noski might roll forward on Overthought and take up the running yeah um, Overthought was really good first up uh, first up fifth in the Billy Ain't Silly race it has led in the past 
Races, but when it usually races on speed, it's usually 800 meters, 2,000, those sorts of races. And at a genuine clip. Yeah. So I thought it could it could roll to the front. They might just see that there's no speed and just take it on. And uh, Kesh Duran and Sentimental Queen from 10, I imagine they're thinking that in a race with in a low tempo, low speed race, that they might, their best bet might to be roll forward on her as well. So I'd overthought Sentimental Queen. They're probably going to have to kick up from gate one on downforce and land leaders back. And yep. um, and I don't know, depending on how Ford Tina Kutu is, considering it's had three barrier trials leading up, I imagine they're probably going to have to roll forward on Tina Kutu as well. Be interesting. Yeah. Regardless, I loved the first up run of Sentimental Queen. Mm. I think that Billy Ain't Silly form should stack up 72 plus back to a graduation that's always going to suck me in where Keshaw gets to from the draw as we've touched upon we don't really know but I think the big thing for Sentimental Queen is that she just appreciates galloping room last prep she won a couple times three deep with cover as long as she has galloping room from the 600 meter mark I think she's always going to be thereabouts and trying to lead we just touched upon the fact that for those who don't know Terry left the room (laughs) to bet (laughs) I didn't actually in the end (laughs) We just spoke about the fact that potentially settles outside a horse like Overthought. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I think she goes past a horse like Overthought and the horses behind her are either still building into their prep or to me aren't that genuine. So yeah, Overthought leads. That's, That's what, what we potentially yeah. Yeah. Mm, I think Crescent City will, will be more we'll aggressive with Harvey. Yeah, yeah, pump I think, thing. I think they've been a bit defensive on it, but uh, this just—it looks like one of those races. It could just turn into a complete and utter mess. You know, on the bend they do go too slow, then something decides to take it on, and uh, just yeah, looks ugly. In that sense, yeah, you Barry, you got a Ted mid-race move or something like that. <laughs> In that Touch. sense, a, a barrier ten might not be a bad thing. Yeah, hundred percent. You either because you either roll forward and you're out of trouble, or you go back and you're wide and out of trouble. Yeah, sometimes being caught back in the ruck. Uh, yeah, one of those messy type of races. Like I sort of think about that race on Monday, won by Holy Ghost. Yeah, it just turned that. This sort of gives you that type of a feel. So, um, yeah, just being patient and coming wide and suit to horse. Like, uh, yeah, Sentimental Queen is just going so well. Like, it's just so much better than these. It's just about weather. It either a if it does land in the breeze, is it's finishing burst um is her finishing burst sorry blunted yeah um second half, yeah. or does she just get caught deep and she's just unfortunately she's she's cooked from the barrier so um you're just backing a good a good ride mm. sentimental queen uh it's Eddie kutu first up yep uh on the aquarina stakes over 2000 meters listed in the back in uh, July and defeated Crescent City, incidentally, on that occasion. Um, now, has had three trials leading into this. It's his latest being on the 10th of January. What are you, what are we expecting from Kina to Tina Kutu first up? I think he will run well, but I just feel like Adam and these staying types, there's a certain level of building into there's no their rush. prep. Yeah. yeah. So I think they'll. Drop back to near on last, and just as long as he runs on, they'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Fashion Queen? 
Uh, yeah, I just always knew it was going to be under my price, so wasn't all that interested. A um, lot harder for Holly. Last last start, I just couldn't have. Like I, I said to who was it? Someone backed him, and I said, "Geez, that was a dollar ten at the thousand. Yeah. Like, they're just a mess in front. Pike sitting there laughing. So um, yeah, look, if, if it's a mess again, and Holly gets out at the right time, it'll be hard to hold out. But um, I'm always just happy to take one on the start after. Um, has if, a birthday. If, yeah, has a birthday and Pike to Holly as well. So. Um, Five fifty opened with Brad Bet. Yeah, it's actually it's funny because I it's I I was taking it on and I had it shorter in my yeah. I, I had it like four eighty. Yeah, and I knew that that was like way 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 over what it will probably jump. Yeah, but in saying that, I didn't take it just because um, I was already into that mindset. But uh, yeah, sentimental queen three dollars ten for me. I uh, would have had it shorter. Had it drawn a gate, it would have been very short, mm. I'd suspect. And um, just for a, for the blowout is definitely sluice box. If it's a messy race, they all bunch up. This is a horse they just keep putting apprentice, 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 yeah. apprentice, apprentice on. Goes really good when seniors do jump on board. If it's a mess and there's a horse coming down the outside, it, it's it's a big chance it's um it's sluice box. So yeah, it's sixteen dollars. It's over my market. A lay a lay is over my price at seventeen dollars. Um, Funny, funny the race, isn't it? I thought if there, it was a mess and one's going to come blouse and white, it might be Deputano, but it's coming off a hoof abscess and there's yeah. uh, 28 days between runs. But Pike goes on. Is it, is it bars? Pike goes on, gets back. We'll, yeah, Lindsay Smith's day will sort of try to churn out a few more winners. So, um, But, yeah, it does look – top weight does look to have the class edge and that Billy Ansley form really sort of stacks up, doesn't it? So that looks the way to go. I, I like Fashion Queen with the run it's going to get with the claim and come, might just get have that – Confident. That was a pretty soft win the other day. So, coming off a confidence booster, it can it can step up and go close again. But uh, does look the uh, the race for uh, sentimental queen, the top weight race six at the Ballas Racing Stables handicap over the sixteen hundred meters ratings seventy two plus. We spoke about this horse when we were assessing the chances of trade war earlier. It's Chevelle de Varga going for five straight wins. Lockie, what do you know about this horse? What's the story here? I was. I forgot to message you guys last week, actually, when you guys were discussing the story. The horse is on a lease agreement from right. mm. Wally Daly to Merrill I see, Bailey. I see, I see the owner's updated in the race book. It's got, yeah, a different name. J.L. Davies, and yeah. that is Merrill's partner. Cool. Okay, gotcha. I believe. So, yeah, that that is the story in regards to Cheval de Varga. Right. So... From a yard point of view, you, you, it's won two class threes midweek and it's come to town and it's been sensational and it's two graduation handicap wins and then now it's moving into 72-plus company. What can you what, – what, it just looks like a very nice size, strong animal, beautiful uh, thoroughbred. And he always has been. Yeah. And he might just be one of those horses that has just needed time. Yeah. Now that he's a six-year-old, he's come into his own and – Probably doesn't have the same issues that he potentially once had as a three, four year and five year old and and now we're just seeing the best of him. We see these horses all the time. They just they're a slow burn and you take that little bit more time with them and eventually they got moved on to another stable and and now Merrill and Been and to her, Yeah. And now <laughs> Merrill's just reaping the rewards of Probably a patient approach from from Wally Daly. You're right there. It's only had 16 starts, Chevelle de Vargo. That's a six-year-old. So my yeah. favorite part of that win last week was um, how well uh, he held Tragor in the final hundred. On meters. the line, yeah. I actually thought he was going just just as well to the line. At, uh, at the 300, you thought, oh, I think Tragor's on here, and then I wish yeah. it, well, I was hoping it was. On, yeah. <laughs> and what. then Pike just yeah. With that great run. Uh, that's that's what I miss most about Pike is like. When in the straight, he even the horse is leading. Even when the horse is um, 
it's been without cover from the top of the straight. Everyone, there seems to be two gears for a lot of jockeys. It's wait or go. Yeah. There's just, he's got proper gears like, and he goes through them and you just know that when he asks for that extra bit of effort or that little bit more effort, it's like people that probably back Rock and Rupert when he sat three days. That was a pretty ordinary ride, to be honest, in a small field. Um, but you just know that he's going to, there's an, he always has that extra gear in there's hand. And once, yeah, you can yeah. tell once he's used that extra gear and you're cooked. But um, yeah, I just thought that was super impressive. And you've got to you've got to allow for the fact that Pike's not on it again. Kesh, it will be a ride that he probably gets wrong at some point. He's yeah. got to ride every time to this point in time. But there's no room for error at 72 plus grade. Yeah, the we better touch on that. Pike, uh, just we're just reading a story on the West Lockie and I that uh, William Pike will have his last day riding in West Australia on Sunday. So Perfect. we just get. Ascot Saturday and Pinjarra Sunday to see uh, the Wizard in action before he transfers his riding career to Sydney. Uh, the, you're right about that Pike thing. The genius of Pike is he's able to get horses to quicken and not move on them. And it must be something through the hands or through the legs or the feet. Whatever it is, he's he's got this communication or this access into the horse where he can he can just get them. Like Cheval de Vaga just travelled so sweetly for him the other day and. Um, he just was able to conserve and with 59 and a half to be able to race on top of that searing tempo, have fuel in reserve and to be able to with, withstand trade war who went enormous, I thought, um, and still eke out a length victory was significant. Big so. gaps back to third at both their last meetings. Yeah. Well. Probably indicative of what they were racing against too. There True. wasn't much but in, the, in the, the race, but the, big gaps. The, the times were there, I thought. And what were the ratings like, Terry, for It doesn't matter. And times don't matter either to me. Anyway. But don't you uh, you no. just you were speaking about data. rating data before for sprinters? I think it's important. Yeah. Uh, over the thousand twelve hundred meters, I think it's quite key. Yeah. Um, I, I was looking at the the numbers. Do you reckon they said that this will test you? Went twelve lengths quicker than bench to the six uh, on Monday. The, the win. Oh really? Hmm. Or the, the leader did at least. Who who ended up leading? Uh, Zebul. Twelve nine. But I'll double bills. It was a lot. Uh, I just saw it. Didn't, didn't seem that to me. Didn't didn't look that to me. Yeah, did plutocracy get there was, did plutocracy get um, retired? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there was a big a, there was a big surge between the eight and the four. So, but I don't know if they went that quick to the six hundred. So. Don't know. Yeah, don't but know. um, but yeah. So all right. So sounds like that's just me sucking by the way. I'm really big into not no data at the moment. Really big into it. I think the data is just a hindrance for me personally. <laughs> Each their own. So really big on that. That's just that's just me just uh, having an overreaction. I apologize. <laughs> Still friends. <laughs> Trying to use my new Moneyball app, and I don't understand how it works. <laughs> so I sensed in your voice, Terry, that uh, the, the the caution on Keshaw and, no, the, and the rise, the, the rise. That's unfair grade. as well. That's I'm not because it's a pretty it, on paper. It's it's looks, a, it looks a nice race, ride. Yeah. He should just probably try and track the back of Bruce type thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it looks at oh, it's more than a winnable race. Yeah. I'm you know what I found it. interesting about the race and looking at the form of. Cheval de Vaga was that in a lot of his wins, the horses that have ran second or third, fourth to him have been back markers and he's just had a tactical advantage on them at the top of the straight and all of a sudden he has a rock-hard fit, Bruce Almighty, that is going to be on speed. And I don't know where you think Chile is hot is going to get in the run, but it might not be that far off Cheval de Vaga either and all of a sudden he actually has quality horses 
well, not quality, but decent horses within a length or two of him. Exactly right. It's it's intriguing, and I love the theorem. Some horses carry weight, and you can go up to a seventy-two plus, and they find it too hard because the weight relief isn't doesn't impact them that much. While other horses don't handle the weight as well. So, um, yeah, fascinating watch. I, I this race had excitement when Brad went up, and um, I'm happy having giving Brad a whack because Brad's in. I tell you what, as a give him a little pump pump up. He's in good nick as a, as a punter at the moment. He, uh, he tipped Mr. Brilliant yesterday and um, he threw a few smart ones out yesterday, but he cooked the Ginger Baker price this morning. He went up $10, Ginger Baker, and that was just each oh, way. That would have been each way all day. $10. I was hoping everyone else followed because we can't really get on a huge amount there. But, um, yeah, $10, I think he went up. I better make sure I don't sell him. Was that, that was the was one that interested me. Hey? That, yeah. yeah, I mean, that last – I love a horse that – can do all the work it did last start, get to the breeze and still give such a nice kick and still yeah. make the leader, which was Fashion Queen, work hard, you know, to to get there in the end. Um, but, yeah, the, the four – yeah, it was 10 you went up. But the and I think something that punters – Come on, Brad. Come on, Brad. <laughs> I think Go something on. that punters around WA <laughs> are going to have to keep a really close eye on Brad's is, prices? <laughs> <laughs> yes, one. And two, Brad Parnham riding – Firstly, Vern, Brockman, Vern Brockman and, Ryan and two, Hill. Ryan Hill, because essentially Vern's ho- Vern and, Bro- and Ryan are essentially training, not together, but uh, Ryan does a lot of work yep. with yeah, Vern. Yeah. And, and he has done, has done for a while. Forever. And that's the reason why Brad is all of a sudden riding essentially all of Vern's horses. Ah, very interesting. And the horse is fourth up. And I think it's ready to win. Did you like, I loved how they uh, tried to hide Island Miss in that <laughs> yeah. trial, and I thought, God, you made that more obvious. Yeah, it's yeah. um, yeah, that was uh, it was good to see uh, them win, get Ryan get his first win under his name at least. Bruce Almighty is obviously a better railer. Um, does he find the rail with Misty Lad in the in game? I think they'll be more aggressive on Misty Lad here, yeah. but I think um, Chris would would love to get across Misty yeah, Lad if, yeah. if, he, if he can do. That's um, that's that's a that's a huge part of this race, I think. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, what price do you have Chevelle de Vargo? Um, the market's my market, basically. I'm all, I'm pretty similar. I'm, I'm going to respect what Chevelle is doing. Um, so respect it, but not take the price. Nah. Yeah. I'm three. Oh, sorry. I'm three ten Chevelle. Just a little. I don't know. I'm just expecting a pop at some point. Maybe because I haven't been on board yet. Three ten yeah. Chevelle. Uh, four sixty Bruce. Four sixty Ginger. Um, Chili's on. Ten bucks. Okay. Really nice. piss weak. Piss weak last start. Having a tough day, you get past Bogart. You beat Bogart. Just for me, you Just beat Bogart. Just Come on. <laughs> Deary me. So you are kidding me. Absolutely kidding me. How do you not beat Bogart from that position? <laughs> Never backing you again. And the horse will be really offended by that too. I'm sure. Coming in hot mm. is the guru. Um, yeah, Chevelle Vargo on on top again. Uh, hopefully Brad goes on Betfair late and puts up some $10 Ginger Baker again and we might get involved. Lucky, <laughs> what do you reckon? 10s and 280 a hole. That was uh, – Sounds good. Geez, that would have been each way all day. Hopefully he's had a few. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Race seven. Race it's seven. The Amelia Park Handicap. Another 1,000-meter race. Feels like it's the ninth 1,000-meter race, but it's a rating 66-plus. And one of the one of the uh, lovers of the Ascot Thousand in particular is the top weight Acromantula, but, but does have to do it this time with sixty kilos and jumping from gate eleven. Go speed map for us, Guru. Well, the three leaders all get shoes on or pads on. Yeah, it's quite incredible. Um, Sassy Acro and well, Mood Swing is probably Tux, but they're just the on three. that. Did Acro match the race <laughs> with pads on last front time? last time? Now it's hind as well. Okay, so I you- think double check that though. But um, give me a sec. 
Yeah, that was Look a at con- the stewards report. I thought they were on behind. They were on behind Acromantula. So they're not, it's not new. They can't cook that that badly. It's not a change. Hey. I'm positive it's not a change. You can't cook that that badly. That's really important. I'm just looking forward to the last race when we could get to discuss the um, – uh, hang on, it's not the last race. Which race was it? Hang on. It might be this one. Hang on. Lockie's looking it up anyway. Oh, God, this is worth saying. Ah, uh, yeah, whack and tanker. Bar plates front off, bar plates front on, bar plates front on. Does that mean two wrongs make a right? <laughs> or how does, how does that work? Okay, first of the first. Acromantula, yep. pads on, both hinds. Yeah. So the gear change has actually it, already it, been released. It's, it's not a change. Oh, so it's not a change. It's no. not a change, no. Oh, so he, so you did your markets not realising <laughs> nah, that, that he bolted in. Didn't matter too much. I, I've really got Acromantula penned as a, as a rail horse. The moment I don't have it finding the rail, I'm happy to take on Acromantula here. So, so the other two that Terry was going to get to before I interrupted was mood swings with concussion plates on front First and time. Sassy Trader pads on front. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Sassy Trader trolled really well 10 days ago, uh, 12 from the race. If those pads are on in the trial, I wouldn't be as perturbed, um, to be honest with you, but I we don't know. So, yeah. um, look, I'm, I'm just going to take them on, all three of them. They're your three speed horses. They're your three, probably your three best horses in the race. I think it's probably a fair enough call. But um, look, with, with the little issues with what they're wearing on their feet, the fact Acro won't find the breeze, the fact Sassy, um, well, Sassy's the one. I, I would actually probably be interested in Sassy had it not been, had I known if they were on in the trial. Um, but just with the gear changes, it suggests their preparations haven't been ideal. There have been some niggling issues, so we'll take those on. Um, yeah, I, I, I was hoping to have something. I was, the price has already started to move here, which is thin me a bit. But uh, I think Brooklyn Pier is an expensive horse to follow but i think there's been i think this is the race this setup the race. Yeah. so three back deep outside island charm was a really nice run uh two starts ago that was a nice setup for it had the back of acromantula this will test you and it was sort of coming at him on the line it was just a, it was a fair even run it held go forward um it was a fair even run it gets a couple of kilos on acromantula it parks soft on him it doesn't have the gear issues here um, it just ticks a lot of boxes in a race where you might just need to be in that spot to get out and get past the horses with some issues. Uh, I was looking, hoping for $10 each way. It's now sort of already 10 to 8, which uh, I'll have to have a bit of a think about. But um, I actually thought Brooklyn Pier's last run, um, when not getting cover, uh, was good over the 1,200, and we think this horse uh, is better over the 1,000 metres too. So I think the winner comes from Brooklyn Pier or Strathmore Rose, who has good gate speed, won't be – the barrier's not an issue for me there. I think they'll find a spot in about sixth. Yep. Uh, there should be gaps in this field, and I think the winner comes from those two, but Strathmore Rose last I looked was 350 or something, which wasn't going to get me. 420 now, Strathmore. 420. So. Yeah. Um, Actually, 480 you can get in some places. 480, I dare you, mate. Marcus are all over the shop. Um, but yeah, wouldn't surprise me. I think a King's Authority can win the race. I don't think that's impossible. Probably jumps 40 to one late. Um, yeah, sticky race with all those bloody gear changes on the leaders. Lucky. Acromantula, the big take on though. Brooklyn PA, I agree with everything Terry said in the sense that you get a reasonable price, but he is a horse that has been costly. Mood Swings is the horse that I love from a form perspective. You just race book order. Spin the knife, all day session, hot Zed, mm. Will Chino, the front bar. And now he's in a 66 plus. Hot Zed was uh, Hot Zed Miss Kentucky mood swings as well. So that's the one. The gear change is slight concern, but the fact that you get 850, I think 
eight fifty mood swings and eight dollars Brooklyn Pier at the moment. The price is allowed for it, hasn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So that's the way I'd play this race. Yep. Yeah, I don't mind that. I I like Strathmore Rose. The Cherry, were you keen first up? Yeah, it went good first up. That was a very weak race. Yeah. Um, well, but she just got crossed. Platinum Bullet, Mantelli, I think there was – Bo was sort of trying to angle out and not lose momentum at the same time, which is always a challenge. Yeah. And I thought she did not a bad job of her. And then Strathmore Rose, I like, I just liked her last 100. Showed a bit of fight to me. I like, like the way that she lengthened and lowered and found the line. Pike going on, second up, trigger coming to town. Uh, I think this is a really good setup for Strathmore Rose. I think this is a nice pike ride where he's just going to hopefully find a back, peel, and then go bang. Yeah. What price? Uh, Strathmore Rose, I was – where are we? I was 450 What were you? Uh, yeah, very. I think I was 480 Yeah. Strathmore Rose. What price so is she now? 450 480 mm-hmm. so it's barely – it's barely there in a race where, as I said, you just don't know. If Mood, swing, if Mood Swings handles those plates, I'm with Lockheed 850s. Yeah. Bloody huge. I would have marked Mood Swings a clear favourite, but yeah. I, I give them big, I give horses big, big marks down for um, any type of issues whatsoever. Do you have a scale? Yeah. No. Of what's. No. Yeah. You get a feel from different stables and go, geez, they've won a few times with them on. Like David Harrison seems to be a good user of them. Um, George Dupre, I've got no real idea. Um, but you sort of get a feel. Some people just want to run their horses but and they're you, running you, for the same. But you really, want, really, you really want Mood Swings to be at its best. Like, How did Rain of Fire go last week? Uh, nah. Went poorly. Uh, didn't so go that's, poorly. Off, that's off a little didn't setback go, like that for yeah, a trainer yeah. who looks after his horses really quite well. So. Didn't go poorly but didn't. The, yeah. yeah. As we said, at its best it would have yeah. shut him. Yeah. But, you know, like you – Mood Swings probably needs to be at his best to win this race. If he's a length off his best, can he still win? Probably um, not. You know, that's the thing that we we got to factor in, I suppose. But, uh, but yeah, I, I really like Mood Swings, especially over the Ascot 1000. If conditions are suiting, then it's probably um, going to be a good setup for him. But uh, If Sassy Trader's right, it's oh, yeah. bloody hard to run down from the top. And if he yeah. can get Acromantula chasing from the bend over the 1,000 oh, metres. We should yeah. found a race over 12 first up. Yeah. Sassy. Yeah. yeah, I was okay. desperate. I thought it was 1,200 win performances last prep was super. So. I, I think it's 1,200-meter runs are better than it's 1,000-meter yeah, okay. runs. Similar to uh, my baby, baby Blue, Blue Jane. Jane. I just yep. think she controls the speed. Yep. He, I should say, controls the speed and just from there he's awfully hard to catch. Mm-hmm. Doesn't find the front here. Yep. I thought Mood Swings might try and lead, but you got box seating. Oh, I just thought. I don't think it matters much, for him. There'd be too much pressure. Yeah, yeah okay. I think if you lead it. Could be detrimental at the end of the race. Acromantula's going to try and do one thing. Um, yeah, there's some pretty quick ones there. All right, let's move forward to the feature of the day. Scenic Blast Stakes, race eight, 6.30 p.m. this race. Uh, listed 125,000, the third in the uh, series of summer sprinting features. We started with the Summer Scorcher, then we moved on to the Miss Andretti, and now we've got the Scenic Blast. And the horse that has won both those lead-up races and is the current favourite for the Scenic Blast is number five, the Flying Miss Kentucky. Uh, thoughts on the Scenic Blast stakes, Lockie? I am a massive fan of Miss Kentucky and I can't see any reason as to why she can't win. Again, on Saturday afternoon, clairvoyance, you'd think, would have improved off the run considering she had had so long off, but that also concerns me as well. That also worries me as to what that potentially has taken out of her. It was a hard run race. She had to do a lot of work to find the front and then there were issues after the race. You'd almost like to see 21 days between runs, I think. Yeah, I almost had the thought that Darren McAuliffe might 
go four weeks between runs into the next 1200 meter race yeah which is the cyril flower exactly knowing that simon has been very public about that this will be miss kentucky's last run for the prep i don't think that's a concern for miss kentucky but i just thought that might be not a better way to play for clairvoyance but just maybe a safer way but yeah miss kentucky you can't knock her form and i think that letting you on to a certain extent as well if money comes for clairvoyance again you're going to get another stupid price for miss kentucky and you can't not take it yeah riley uh, morgan uh, was kind of commenting on twitter sort of going 330 350 miss kentucky i saw a, a couple of them last start and he was he was bang on so it's an interesting one for those and i i'm i'm a big fan of if you're not a big fan but it's hard to jump in if you've missed a couple of wins but i've got no issue jumping in here to be honest with you i it's probably cost me a few dollars being a bit heavy Gemma's son this last couple and that's why i've had miss kentucky and it's just not worked out for me personally but um look bad luck can always cost you races with this style of racing mm. uh i see red will be in a better position yeah. than miss kentucky yeah. but miss kentucky is just winning like she's better than him chris is handling her well kenny luck is a great marker they'll all catch kenny luck there shouldn't be an issue there clairvoyance from the breeze that's a hard spot to win from even at your very best i think that's a just a, it's a difficult spot i thought clairvoyance first up was huge i thought yeah. she went so good and if kenny luck wasn't in this race i reckon i'd consider being on clairvoyance here <laughs> which surprises me um sorry I'm thinking of something. So if Kenny Luck leads and if William Pike leads has... without doubt. Has, yeah. Everyone isn't jumping. And so I, Willie Pike then has in his head already that he overdid it to find the front last Is up. there an overcorrection? Does he hold on to her for too long? And when Kenny Luck, as we expect him to come back to the field in a race of this quality, does that then bring the whole field a little bit closer and you take away Clairvoyance's strength? I don't know, probably just... I reckon Clairvoyance could end up with a back. Mm. I reckon it's not impossible that a Hot Z or whoever they ride forward ends up racing. um, Well, Lockie's got one in it because a go-forward horse, Karakapa. Well, the plan was actually to be ridden cold last start. I reckon Karakapa cost Gemma's son that race as well. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 100% 100 serious. I don't know. Miss Kentucky was great and I'm not taking anything away from her, but the way I'd managed it, I got it bang on. I'd got it like... We would have had the back of Clairvoyance. Clairvoyance gave a great kick on straightening, considering the work she'd <laughs> yeah, done. That's true. Um, and Gemma's son would have been off and going, and I reckon they would have found it very hard to get her. But Caracapo meant um, he had to level up. Anyway, Lockie, I'll send you the invoice. But um, <laughs> Cheers, yeah. Lockie and Lactar put their heads together. Look what happens. The most <laughs> interesting part for me is what Lockie just said. They're letting you on to some extent. Do you think they're letting you on now? Like I'm, so I'm, I'm sort of like two dollars thirty. I think Miss Kentucky, mm. but I'm like, oh, I don't. I'm thinking, I, I haven't pulled a trigger. Yeah, yet. I'm thinking they're they're letting you on, but in this the back might of my not. Mind, this is the like, best. This, yeah, this yeah. is the best. I looked through the rest of them, and there are too many horses under the odds here. Okay, very quickly, um, I see Red's not. It's the right price at about seven fifty. Hot Z, I think, will only be longer fifteen. And you're talking seventeen Long Beach. Outrageous is about the right price point of difference. Amasinus. Um, got its win in the Bolton, which was it's got it ten points and it puts it so poorly in. It's it's a costly ten points for Amasinus. I think you'll find Kenny Luck. Floyd's about it right at the price. Jericho Missile can run a really big race. Yeah, here. it's yeah. it's it's well suited. I just think it's a couple of lengths off him. But there's a few, like even the bottom ones, sort of Caracapo at thirty five. That'll Luke's end up gold. starting triple figures. <laughs> Caracapo will start hundred to one. Luke's Gold yep. will start hundred to one. Crypto Glove will start the best part of hundred to one. That's not big. That's only nine percent of the market between the three of them. But that'll end up being two percent of the market. Or three percent of the market so i think that 125 you're currently looking at has it's it's all about clairvoyance it is yeah. all about what will if she does get the wobbles 
um, then yeah, you might be lucky. Oh, hang on, what's Miss Kentucky now? I might have spoken a bit too. Two seventy five on Brad. About that on everywhere else. Ah, uh, she has moved since we've been talking, actually. Clairvoyant. So, well, she was sort of two eighty, two ninety three dollars across. Now you're sort of talking, yeah, two sixty, two seventy. Well, Clairvoyant's is three fifty. Uh, Miss Kentucky. Yeah. Sorry. Um. So yeah, I just there's a big chance they could come for Miss Kentucky this time, but. Just with clairvoyance has passed again with the data and stuff. She's she's a big chance. Oh, we're back they, on the data, are we? Well, for the price for pricing, for pricing, it's if important. It's the narrative. This then. is well, this is about pricing, not about finding the winner. Okay. Um, if if the money comes for clairvoyance, you're a chance of getting your three dollars plus late again. Did so. you hear about what happened to clairvoyance? Well, during the race and then post race. No, no. So she added Norton bit on, and essentially her tongue got caught between the two metal pieces that the Norton bit the Norton bit goes in the horse's mouth. Oh, gee whiz. Yeah, it's like essentially like putting a sandwich in a toasted sandwich maker and instead of it's her tongue. Wow. So that's an excuse. Massive. Well. Mm. So Clairvoyance has had that issue last start, Lockie, which was which did you say was reported by Julio Santarelli? So um that couldn't have helped her performance, but still a bit of a wild card as to I know William Pike spoke a couple of times, Scotty asked him before he was legged aboard clairvoyance the other day and he went, actually went and worked it mm. and said that she was flying basically in the William Pike kind of way. And um, so maybe that really gave him that confidence to ride her that aggressively. Maybe he just thought that she, she's just too good. So interesting to see what happens there. Clairvoyance, we know the best of her. Um, will she ever be able to recapture her best again considering all the trials and tribulations that she's been through health-wise? But um, at her best, you know, geez, she's, if Miss Kentucky's spotting clairvoyance four or five at the top of the straight, like it's, well, it's going to be a great battle late. So, uh, But I think Terry mentioned it at the start. I think this is a pretty handy little setup for Icy Red. Icy Red, if, if Miss Kentucky encounters traffic, if clairvoyance just burns out, flames out, um, like she did last start, then he's going to be Johnny on the spot, I think, from the gate. He's the Wait, man. was pretty good behind Miss Kentucky. He's going to get the right right setup. I think he could be the if the if the two faves, he's next man, next cab off the rank. Terry, get out stakes time. Ah, all right, ready? Okay, it is now time for the get out stakes. It's hard to do this with enthusiasm when you're cracking the shit about missing, <laughs> missing prices. S T E A K S. <laughs> Who's it, uh, who's it brought to us by, BJ? Loving the enthusiasm, Guru. Yeah, uh, get out steaks. Brought to us by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt has a tremendous team, good operators out there at Market City Meats, so make sure you support them, swing past, pick up some of your uh, small good supplies out there at Market City Meats. Congratulations to episode 111, Get Out Steaks winner Novak Smith. Um, now, Novak, I think that's his fourth get-out stakes victory for Novak. It's the Joker. So the Joker, he, uh, he doesn't mess around. Smith. He's, got a, he's got a tactic that he uses where he just uses the same margin week in, mm. week out, and it's actually proved quite successful for him. Um, has been beaten under the Sam White rule as well, so he could actually have five get-out stakes for Novak. So that's a pretty – that's, that's – and um, Sean Nichols is um, – um, we need to send out an SOS for Sean. The goat hasn't uh, hasn't collected for a while, but uh, Smith is staking his claim as uh, as I said on Twitter there as one of, as an all time get out stakes great 
his uh, Bernier to survive prediction was nearest the pin and uh, he picked up that gourmet beef package from Market City Meats. Now, to enter this week's Get Out Stakes, race nine, Ascot on Scenic Blast Stakes Day, send us a tweet at the 1-1 pod, let us know who you think will win and a decimal winning margin. Two decimals preferred and Lockie, never forget the Sam White rule, mate. First in, best dressed. First in, best dressed. Terry is uh, he's just not with us at the moment. He's, he's under under enormous duress. So I'll, 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 I'll let him build into the get out stage, which is race. <laughs> I'll, ra- I'll start actually. Race no nine, interest. <laughs> absolutely no interest whatsoever. Race nine is the Crown Perth handicap. The this is a zero metro win last year race, which I certainly advocate on Saturdays. However, this had. This had 30 nominations, I'm pretty sure, this race. 30. Yeah. It was a huge, it was a cracker. And Where then all go. of a sudden they've all fallen apart. And we, we've even had two scratchings post-acceptance time, which has left us with lamenting with a bit of a sort of a sort of a sort of a wet lettuce leaf finish to the race, <laughs> isn't it? The 10 races. Um Terry's got no interest. Have you got any interest, Lockie? Some. Yeah. But firstly, did you know that I've had one entrance? I've entered once in the get-out stakes and I saved it for this particular day. It was on the day of the Christmas party. The Narogen. Oh, <laughs> no. The Narogen so version. That is the only time I've entered. <laughs> and the meeting got called off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to blame you then. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe round two on Saturday. Actually, but, the Narogen Cup's coming up, so hopefully uh, we get a race name or two. Yeah, what's the, what's the go? I think that's the consolation prize. We're going mm. to have a name or two on Narogen Cup days. So looking forward to that. But um, Crown Perth Handicap, get our stakes. Lockie, it is a bit of a low-key sort of finish to the day coming off the uh, feature um, sorry, the feature Scenic Blast Stakes. So what can we do here? At this point, I'm probably not willing to take the price of a few of the horses that are in the market, Double Spice, Crystal Dane, the Fugazi, even Keep Your Feet. None of them really interest me, so I just thought I'd look a little bit longer and I thought Agent Kensington might be able to run a race at an each-way price. I think this is her grade. I think she's on her mark. And there's probably only one at tops, two more wins in her. Mm-hmm. But with Chris Parnham aboard, if he can just weave his magic in a race where a lot of the speed is drawn out, yeah. I think he can lob a nice spot for her. And from there, if the leaders are stopping, I think she'll be in that middle ground and be strong enough. Like, okay. Agent Kensington. Uh, I thought you would have been keen on the Fugazi Terror. I just had to. Had that we're, we're, how, how can we like we're trying to bet into a race where a horse is fresh off 60 days they've got another one in the race who's first up double spice travels to town um i just there's just so we there's just so many question marks we can't sort of put an answer in the figars is the horse i'll have on top it's, yeah it's the best horse in this by absolute panels but it's going to be out the back well a horse like double spice i reckon neil bella's got that to improve lengths yeah from, it's always had a lot of abilities it, it probably lands on the back of the speed that could just mean it's it's too far in advance. So I think, yeah, it's it's interesting. And then usually the Fagazi is Brad Rewilla's wide. So yeah, Brad Rewilla gone on some sort because it's the pick of the two. Or have they put maybe the better sit and sprint jockey, depending who you ask after what race, um, <laughs> on to the the Fugazi. So yeah, it's just at, at six fifty Brad put up. Yeah, that was a bet. Yeah, six fifty. But at the four sixty, I'm looking at here. It's sort of like well, that's. You know, I'm about four bucks a few guys, so it sort of lost its um, it's lost its appeal. 
to some degree. So some sort is now with the but game. Like Crystal Dane though, it's it's favourite. It's I'm happy to take it on. Some sort's the uh, the new acquisition from the Ganjimi Racing Stables, formerly of Adam Durant Stables. Uh, its best is really good, but it hasn't been at its best for quite a while. Let's have a look at the ownership here. Yeah. D mm. D Cripps, D Hollingworth, and A Walker. Some big names. Friends there. of the show. Yeah. yeah. They like a bit first up, those lads, I reckon. Yeah. So, yeah, like, what can the Ganjimis do to get some sort back on track? Um, was a freewheeling sort of on speed, pretty handy three. I racked up, um, racked up some really good performances back in um, back in its younger years but sort of lost its way for one reason or another and now the game Jamie's get a chance to reinvigorate its career the Fugazi resuming we got Mr Causeway coming to town with uh, for Roy Rogers and William Pike Crystal Dane is flying for the new stable down Luciani enjoying being ridden for speed um, but uh, like I'm um, like what Terry said, double spice is absolutely humming down in Esperance. Uh, always looked like it was going to be a Saturday horse when trained by Stephen Miller. Has been sent to Esperance for a change of scenery. He's gone bang, bang with weight and fast times. Comes to Perth uh, in form with a claim. Lacta, I reckon with the scratchings, it's probably going to land in a good spot behind the leaders as well. And uh, I'm pretty confident that double spice can come to town and keep that momentum going and um, knock off some of the first uppers. His horses travel well. Every time he brings King's Authority to town, it always runs better than it does at Esperance Hall, Cavalry. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he travels them very well. But, I mean, he, he just the only thing is I want to say, do you want to take – What price is it? equal 390 Yeah. Like, I don't know whether you just want to – he's got to bring it to town. I said he's only had two Ascot winners his career. Um, Neil Dallas, you've got a – and I know I said they travel well. But they always run good races yeah, above yeah, there. Yeah. Like King's Authority Sometimes, always runs yeah. above its SP. He's yeah. The boy always ran above its SP. Um. Yeah, I don't know what price have you got. It? I was three fifty. Okay. Yeah. Got a favorite. Favorite. Yeah. 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 It's going. Um. Just going very. Good. What price were you, Crystal Dane? I was. Um. I was three eighty for Gazi. Four fifty. Double spice. I could have been shorter there. Um, Seven dollars, Crystal Dame, purely because mm-hmm. I. Well, the, my worry was that some sort of kicks up and you got a breeze. I, yeah. I think it's just such a harder race when you got a when you got a breeze. Um, Mr. Causeway, where does he end up? Ah, uh, in trouble. I, I, he was on so that Albany race last time. The rail was the best spot by panels. Yeah, I know Roy actually really likes him. On the reason he wanted to go the other way with Halatori, and even that was the obvious move, is because he really likes Mr. Causeway today. Um, it's unlike Roy to really like one as well. Um, but I, uh, yeah, that rail was really good, and that was the spot he was, and he sort of just sort of fell in a bit. So um, coming to town, if he beats me, he beats me. I'm I'm really happy copping that, but. Uh, yeah, I had the top five and then a massive gap to the rest. Of yeah, yeah. Okay. So that is the uh, preview done for Sydney uh, Blast Stakes Day. We'll take a break and we'll come back with our best Maddies and Lays. All right, we're back with our Betfair Best betting propositions of the day. Lucky Taylor, our guest. What have you got for us, mate? Betfair. Best for me, beads. Get it early, hopefully. Oh, beads. The old ABs. Um, my best was actually going to be my baby blue jean, but as it's been alluded to, I've, I've cracked it watching the past <laughs> shorten before I've managed to get any on. Imagine going up 550. Come on, Brad. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to be boring with my best and just say Miss Kentucky. It's above my price still. 
Yeah, Miss Kentucky. But I'm going to wait and hope that Clairvoyance yes. stays firm. Yes, Miss Kentucky with a three in front of it on the Betfair exchange would be oh, would be nice. That would, would be nice. Would be very nice. Yeah. So we can only pray. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it. I do am kind of compelled to go again with Trade War, but that'll be, again, we spoke about that race. It was an interesting race with Fanta Trade War and the, the way that the track's playing. But from a um, – Miss Kentucky basically could be the same price as Trade War and we know what Miss Kentucky can do and she's not really dependent on Patton. So she'll, uh, she's my bet fair best. What is your Maddie for Saturday? Lockie, remembering that Maddies are, uh, we hope for anyway, 20 to 1 or – $21. Oh, I'm pretty confident it'll be more than that by the time they go around. Uh, brother Paddy in oh, race number four. Oh, Goes well fresh, doesn't it? Off little break. Paddy. Memory. Paddy. Well, I think you're off there because he's first up for No, Duck-Hick. but off a weird little freshen up. That's what I was just trying to look at just then and I couldn't. Yeah. Because that's good. You don't have a computer in front of you. I had a phone. I reckon there'll be a special at Albany, by the way, though. That might make that my best, but I can't. Uh, <laughs> I can't tip that right now. Uh, Brother Paddy, so off hey, last. T- hey, Terry, the markets have just gone up for Albany. Campaign. <laughs> 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 last campaign. Well, it doesn't matter. I can't bet till His dummy's already on the floor. He can't spit it back out. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's already bloody dust and dirt all over my dummy. Uh, it's <laughs> off, 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 off. Um... Idea. Come on, give me a 50-plus days. Oh, where have I come up with this from? Of 32 days, it won at Northern. 2,200 back to the 1,400. That's probably the one I was thinking of. It was just top of the head. Okay, let's talk. I've pretty much just made it up, so I don't know why we're bothering to look. Brother, <laughs> Brother Patty? Yeah. <laughs> Madness from you, Guru. Uh, well, I couldn't. There's nothing I even mentioned that's above 20 bucks. I'll go with Sluice Box. It might get out to $20 anyway. That's a bunched field. I, I genuinely believe it can win the race. So I'm going the same race. Mm-hmm. I'm going the same race. I'm going to have to fudge mine as well. Uh, Overthought. Yeah. Currently $18. I reckon this mare's just, just really building into, I reckon this is her prep. So well, that fifth behind Billy Antsilly first up, like, she was 101. Um, was excellent. So it's exceeded market expectations. So I think over the four. And she run. wins. She wins at a price as well. Yeah. So she's one of those, if you just took that last run in isolation, um, sentimental queen versus overthought, then you go, overthought's got the better barrier this time yeah. around. You'd say, well, it should be the same price. But that's obviously too thin to look at it. But that's a good uh, a good one. Lockie, uh, you lay. Yeah, Lockie. Lockie's yeah. lay. Fashion queen in race number five. Fashion queen. Okay. Bernard. Uh, Acro. Acro Manchela in race seven. Yeah, that's a good one. It's laying one at $7, BJ. That's brave. <laughs> oh, is it was $7 now. No, Shit. is it really? Yeah, it's about well, oh. $6.50 at least. No, yeah, you're seven, right. $6.57, you're right. wow. Hang on, B. Hang I just on. had it in my head that it was favourite. Okay, and I'm going to lay in the same race, uh, Highway Glory. <laughs> <laughs> Cramden. Ah, <laughs> uh, dearie me. Um, I'm going to do what I did fortnight ago. We'll lay Clairvoyance to place again. Um, it's funny. It's funny. And um, this isn't a knock on clairvoyance. I just think from the breeze, it's so hard. Well, clearly it's a knock on clairvoyance. But um, if no Kenny Luck was in the race, I would have considered it. I thought it was really good. Um, she was really good first up. I just think from the breeze, 1,200. Tough. And again, she's $1.40 a hole. That's that's very thin. So gun to your head. Question for both of you. Gun to your head. You get uh, 1000 bucks if you, you get to choose. Place or not place, Miss Claire Clairvoyance, would you take place or no place? That's just even money. Yeah, even money. Place. Place, BJ? Place. Okay. Right <laughs> um, <laughs> I was surprised by it. I thought Lockie would get no place. Okay. 
interesting one. Mm.